Welcome once again to the Herp Report with Jason White. I'm your host, as always, John F. Taylor, and we are brought to you by Herpeticulture House Easing. It's the only easing currently available that is peer reviewed and has 99% content and only one page of ad. Um, definitely going to put a link to the show notes so you guys can check that out. We have uh, single issues on sale right now for $2. And we are so confident that you will be satisfied with your purchase of a single issue that we actually guarantee it 100%. Uh, if you don't like it, you get to keep it. We'll send you your two bucks back. No questions asked. And, of course, I have with me the wonderfully talented Jason White from Daily Reptile News. Of course, Jason, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, doing all right, you know. So far. <laughs> so far, it's 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 late. Well, late for you. Late for me. You know, you do that whole work thing, so you know. Yeah, I don't work on Saturdays, John. Lies. I, well, I did. I did work out in the yard today. <laughs> See, you're you're working again. What are you doing that for? I know. You're gonna give that up for Lent. Something about working on weekends. Yeah, no kidding. But I did drink heavily while I worked in the yard today, so that's a, you know that almost. Oh, well, that's a plus. Yeah. That's always a plus. So we had uh, some cool uh, birthings or hatchings. Yeah. Hatching. Sorry, not birthing. Hatching. Birthing. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Um, the National Zoo, Washington D.C., John. Uh, 55-year-old Dorothy, the Cuban crocodile, um, they figured she quit laying eggs years ago, and actually she laid some eggs, and they they put them in incubators and hatched them. It's the first time in 25 years that that zoo has uh, successfully hatched Cuban crocodiles. Damn. Yeah, you know, it's, and they're saying that the, uh, this is extremely important. They believe there's less than 6,000 of them remaining in the wild in two small areas down in Cuba. And this particular uh, female that these babies came from uh, came from the wild. So. Oh wow. Yeah, the uh, you know the bloodlines they're saying are they're they're that it, these hatchlings are extremely genetically valuable because the mother came from the wild. Okay, that makes sense. I guess only a couple other Jews down in Florida and Kentucky are doing it um, in the past decade, but uh, yeah, good good times, you know. You know, fifty five year old mother. Uh, um, wow. Yeah, no kidding. That's <laughs> fifty five year old still spitting out kids. That's uh, that's pretty talented, I think. Looks like there was only two, though. I don't know. I, I don't know how many eggs there were. Right. Um, yeah, that's something we'd have to ask Chris. I have no idea how many eggs a crocodile lays at one point at any given time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, but still, they hatched, and you know they're alive. So that's you know. <laughs> it, it, exactly, and this happened. Uh, the best part is, is they're 13 days old. Oh, okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, they didn't just hatch today or anything. So they're they've had a few couple weeks on this earth so far. They really do hit on how old, and you know they they didn't even expect her to be laying eggs, let alone laying good 
eggs. Right, right. Yeah, and they say the babies already have teeth and they already know how to use them. <laughs> yeah, you know, they come out that way, I think. I I always liked John, and this, this is kind of, it's on that subject, but it's a different topic. Okay. I always love when somebody asks if the snake bites and the, and, and the person with the snake or lizard or whatever says, no, it doesn't bite. I, I always tell them, don't ever tell somebody it doesn't bite. Just because it probably won't doesn't mean it don't remember how. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When somebody asks me, does it bite? I say, yes. I say, it probably won't bite you, but yes, it can bite. <laughs> yeah, it's like... You know, that's what I always tell people, too. Whenever they ask, you know, does this bite or that bite or, you know, whatever. I always tell them, you know, if it's got teeth and a mouth, it's probably going to bite you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just deal you know, with it. I'd like to tell uh, beginners in the hobby that, you know, they, it seems like they always buy corn snakes. Right. And, they got these little corn snakes, and they got these these just just nippy little corn snakes, and they, they don't want to get bitten, and they want to know how can they you know handle it and and calm it down and tame it and everything. And I always tell them, stick your hand in front of its face and let it bite you. That's the very first thing I think everybody should do when they get into this hobby, because if you're gonna play with snakes, you're gonna get bit. So get it over with. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I did not just, recommend this with a venomous snake, by the way. No, no, that's... That's, uh, that's moronic, but, but with uh, non-venomous species out there, get it over with, it's not a big deal, and you, you know, you'll see that it's uh, a lot of nothing. Right, right, very definitely. Yeah, so... I still hate getting bit, though. What's that? I still hate getting bit. I, I don't like it either. I, I don't like getting bit by my baby corn snakes come to think of it yeah it, it's just very annoying and that's that's why you know I've got this boa here John that you and I talked about not too long ago right and uh, the last good sized snake to bite me was a Burmese python and you know this boa it really makes you think when, when I've got it on the office floor or something and I go to pick it up and it just gives me that look it makes you change the way you do things just because you don't want to get bit by it. Yeah. Yeah, very definitely. Well, it has never bit me, though, so that's... Uh, well, that's very cool. You know, in all honesty, probably the most painful bite I've ever gotten, John, was from a corn snake um, that I disturbed while she was laying eggs. Really? Yeah, yeah, it got me right between the fingers. <laughs> between the goddamn fingers and that ten and a half foot Burmese python that bit me twice didn't hurt as bad as that little corn snake right between the fingers. Nice. Yeah. Good times. Wow. Good times. Yeah, Cuban crocodiles. A couple of them born, National Zoo, Washington DC. Um if anybody's around Washington, they should probably go take some pictures and give them to me. That would be very true. Yes it would. That would be great. They should take pictures. All right, so, uh, yeah, Lizard and the Loaf of Bread. Let's talk about that one. That one's... <laughs> Jesus. And this isn't the first time. Oh, jeez. Um, can we be sued if we say the name Tesco Supermarket? No, it's a fact. Excellent. 
apparently a 10 year old was uh, making some toast or what I don't know what the hell he was doing this is a you know a British family and he screamed and his father ran downstairs to see what the commotion was where they found a lizard on the bottom of their loaf of bread they opened from the supermarket nice yeah yeah and this isn't the first time this has happened. You know, I I, I remember talking about. Um, I don't remember if it was a frog or a lizard in green beans. Right. Um, I know there was lizard cases and frog cases. I just don't know which. Don't remember which was which. But yeah, this um, and, and that's the thing that jumps out at me, John, is they they say that uh, Tesco says that it's impossible for a lizard to get inside one of the loaves of bread due to their high hygiene standards. <laughs> well, if it didn't, if it's impossible for it to get into the loaf of bread, how did it get into the canned green bean? <laughs> you know, it's just, oh. Uh, you know, it just. <laughs> hey, you know what that makes me want to do? No. It, it makes me want to go out and replant my corn tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. Because I have lizards and frogs and snakes all over my cornfield. Yeah? But they don't make it to the kitchen. They don't? No, they don't. We, uh, well, sometimes they make it through the kitchen when I catch them and show them to the kids and then and then release them again, but they don't make it to the dinner plate. Ah. Yeah, minor caveat there. They yeah. don't make it to the dinner plate. I, I couldn't even, oh my god. I like lizards, John, and I don't, I don't think I'd be able to eat after that. No, uh, yeah, no. And I hope to God this 10-year-old boy hadn't already started eating when he saw it. Jesus, <laughs> uh, what, what do you think he ate? A lizard. Mm. My father used to smoke cigars years ago, John, and he quit smoking. Just one day he up and quit smoking cigars. Really? And never told anybody why, no nothing. And, and years later, he told me that uh, one day he grabbed one of his cigars and he cut the end off of it and he saw something in there and he pulled it out and it was a, a dead cockroach. Ooh! Never again did he smoke cigars after that. Yeah. <laughs> that would... <laughs> oh, oh, man. Now, this is this next story, this one's my favorite. This one's definitely my... It, it definitely has to be my all-time favorite for uh, the Herb Report with Jason White. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even say it. Chinese noodler damn near killed by flying turtle. <laughs> a turtle climbed <laughs> over a window and fell 40 feet. That's six stories out of a 45-story building, hitting his foot and breaking his big toe. Yeah, but the thing is, is if he would have been one step closer to that building, it would have hit him in the head and killed him. Yeah, that, 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 you know, the, the unfortunate um, news on this story is the turtle was put down due to its injuries um, after falling 40 foot on a Chinaman's toe. Mm. But I, how do you explain that at work, John? <laughs> how do you explain? I can't come to work today. I got a cast on my toe. A turtle hit it. And, and, and that's what really made this this jump right out at me, John, is the headline, Man Hit by Flying Turtle. Yeah. I thought, this is something I have to read. 
And this is probably what I'm going to title my next show because then everybody will have to watch. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it. That's just insane. <laughs> I'm trying to locate the green bean story, John. Oh yeah? I'm trying to locate it so we can uh, confirm. See that? Mediterranean gecko found in Tesco food. Wow. I knew I wasn't full of shit. Another lizard's been found in some processed food, but this time it was alive. The Mediterranean gecko, Mediterranean, yeah, I'll make sure I'm saying that right. Gecko apparently not only survived the process, but also a 1,000-mile refrigerated journey to where it was finally found by a 62-year-old woman while she started cutting the bag open. At first she was startled, but later collected the lizard and brought it to the vet where it's currently being rehabilitated. The company who bagged the food, Tesco, sent her a $10 voucher with an apology and claimed to be investigating the circumstances. I'm just glad that Tesco's a douchebag. Yeah. Because if they weren't, that would mean I was a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, boy.